0: Adam Cravens and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance Suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff.
1: Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm
0: Adam Cravens. And Adam, in
1: 1999, there were two movies of note. One. There was more than
0: one of Wait a notes. Minute.
1: One, two one was greatly anticipated made a lot of money sorely disappointing mean. the other was not anticipated and was a huge success i'm talking about the other one
0: i mean i i'm reasonably certain one of them is star wars episode 1 the Phantom you're Minutes. correct
1: that did make the most money that year Yeah, like four four hundred sixteen million domestically or something. What came in second? By your least favorite director. What came in second?
0: No, Armageddon was nineteen
1: ninety eight. Come on. What else? Can't you sense it?
0: I'm I'm trying to like this. I'm I'm going through my head and going, what was the? We've already talked about the Matrix. I know that made a
1: sense. It
0: aren't those about the two most significant?
1: The Sixth Sense.
0: Adams, oh, I, I honest to goodness, like More? I think you I were think, not
1: picking up what I was throwing down. I
0: think in the same way that like trauma victims will banish things from their mind. I think I've just erased M. Night Shyamalan's um, filmography from my head.
1: Well, this is when you shouldn't erase.
0: Like I acknowledge that he did Unbreakable, and then everything else. I'm just like, wait, what?
1: Get a load of this. So, The Sixth Sense, 40 million dollar budget made 672 million dollars.
0: And wisely, Bruce Willis instead of taking a large upfront fee for that, got a percent or percentage of the film's uh final box office take. Uh-huh. Holy cow, did like as much as I th- we think of Bruce Willis and think of like, you know, Die Hard or like those big like 80s and 90s action movies, I don't know this conclusively, but I will almost guarantee you, this is the movie, like if you had to just pick where the largest amount of money he got Mm -hmm. was from a certain movie, I will almost guarantee you it is this movie.
1: Mm -hmm. It's, It's an extraordinary film. And what is amazing is it was scripted by M. Night Shyamalan. So he came up with this idea. And because it was 1999, there was no internet as we know it. So it was a secret, a secret that we will spill because 1999.
0: Well, and I was one of the people that saw this opening weekend. This is before I hated M. Night Shyamalan because who knew? Um, but I did like Bruce Willis.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the things about this movie that really works is the time. It's 107 minutes.
0: Oh, it's so it's, it's, it's it's brisk.
1: It's, yeah. Yeah. This is a tight movie, and it needs to be, because I think if it had been a little more moody and meandering, not that he couldn't do some more stuff, but it might give you more time to reflect on what is going on. And this movie is fascinating in that from the very beginning, you see what happened, you're not lied to, and yet you think something else.
0: Now, I I will say this. Like, I, I was... I, like I said, saw this opening weekend and I got that, you know, the what a twist at the mm-hmm. end. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I have since reviewed this movie and I don't think the film holds up on further viewings. Mm-hmm. OK, for for example, uh, his De Bruce Willis's character is the it's what the psychiatrist or like yeah. counselor, but people that are alive can't see him. Which means that Haley Joel Osment's character's mom never hired him, so he just showed up at the kid's house and started counseling him.
1: I thought she hired him like the day he was killed, or maybe I'm I'm not like
0: I'm not. There's there's a lot of stuff about this movie, like or the fact that okay, his his wife she Mm -hmm. is she is still alive. Does. Does he just think she is absolutely and teetotally like ignore Like the super duper ignore like on on him. Like because if he's dead, she I mean, she can't respond to him because she can't see him. It's not. She's pretending that he isn't in the room. Mm -hmm. He literally isn't in the room to her because she can't see him. She can't hear him. Like I'm I'm wondering some of the psychology of him because it's a surprise to him, too. When he's like, oh, crap, I'm dead. Mm hmm. Weren't there some telltale things, or maybe like, let's say he go, like it doesn't show this in the movie, but let's say he goes to a McDonald's or a Burger King or an Arby's or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, give me the number six and uh, Diet Coke, and uh, let's let's biggie size that," and they just ignore him. Like, would he not just uh, can I can I speak to the manager? Why is the the manager won't even see?
1: I don't think they really went into what he does the whole twenty four hours of his day. They
0: they they don't.
1: Which, which explains why he hasn't had time to figure it out.
0: And it's also probably why they don't delve like most of the stuff you don't, you do get to see him just like, you know, being like, oh, I got to shave or mm-hmm. oh, let's uh, let's watch some uh, television or whatever. It's probably the reason why you don't see that. Or I'm assuming that's one of the reasons why you get that bricks, brisk time, because you're not exploring this character quite as much, because if you do like that,
1: yeah, you'll figure it out, right? So what you have is uh, a guy and his wife come home, and it's one of his former patients, right, that it's kills the, him.
0: Yeah, they they come in the window or something, yeah. and yeah, yeah,
1: it, it's one of the um, Wahlbergs, correct?
0: It's it's not Mark Wahlberg. It's I know. I think it, it the one that was not a Backstreet Boy, a new kid, right? Yeah. Right.
1: Whoa, and plays that game. So yeah, so a new kid on the block does a great scene and kills Bruce Willis's character but you think he he just wounds him badly. that's that's the
0: way you're led to you're led to, led believe to believe it. it yeah
1: but what has actually happened is the crazy guy killed the counselor but what the audience sees is he he gets shot really bad but he I'm getting better. He gets better. And he goes about his day and he starts counseling a young boy. Now, Why was he called to counsel him anyway?
0: I don't. It, it, this is a film I have. After I realized that I hated M. Night Shyamalan, like I've, I've largely stayed away from his movies. Beside, like Unbreakable, I can do. I can watch because it's un- great. Unbreakable really is a good movie. Even like I don't think the follow up was quite as good as I wanted it to be, but it's solid. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable is the movie that even despite me like h- hating the rest, of, like I used to argue for, like I argued for the village. Um, I'm trying to think of the, <laughs> like I, I I was just sitting there. Def- I would defend him like to people, and I think did it you was
1: defend the happening.
0: No, the lady lady in the water was the movie oh, that broke me. You? I was just like, this is stupid. Why was I defending this guy? Like, I just, I went back, like, I retroactively, like, just trashed everything else he did. Like, I, I've I've never watched The Happening. I've never watched the... Oh,
1: Adam, The Happening is one last, of my favorite the comedies. The Last
0: Airbender. Um, I, I, like, I just, I gave, I finally gave up, like, on him. I just, I couldn't do it anymore.
1: We forced the girls to watch The Last Airbender because they're such fans of the cartoon itself. And they kept hating on Shyamalan, and we said, that's fine, but you have to know why you're hating on him. Just just don't say that because other people said this is a bad movie. Because I told them, I said, the movie in and of itself, it's okay. I've seen worse. It's not a great movie, but it doesn't stand up to what the cartoon did. So the lovers of the cartoon are going to hate the movie. And a shocking twist in the end, um, Avatar was actually Thor. So that's why people knew he made
0: it. I, uh, I'm just the, the seismic repercussions of me watching Lady in the Water was not unlike a nuclear bomb. Like, wow. not only did it affect the film that I was watching. It's not like there's not like Paul Giamatti. Like, uh-huh. isn't it like the cast Bryce is Dallas actually Howard. is is pretty talented besides M. Night Shyamalan being in that movie in a part that he cast himself in and wrote. And, and for let himself. me
1: recall uh, Paul Giamatti lived in an apartment complex and Bryce Dallas Howard. He's the only one well, who could see her.
0: He was like she was a mermaid or something. I don't remember. I, I'm just I like, just know
1: she was always had wet hair. And that's truly all I remember. The
0: seismic reverberations went into the future and the past and eradicated him, besides Unbreakable, from, like, my memory, my thought. Like, I just, I can't deal with those movies. And I think it makes me even madder that I defended some of the movies. Oh, my goodness. Like, I, I was just like, yeah. Like, okay. All right. Like, I, and, and which is the reason why I even criticize uh Six Sense now like despite the fact that it was up for several Oscars it's even been purported that that film itself was ripped up from ripped off from an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark which is kind of like an Alfred Hitchcock presents for mm-hmm. kids that aired on Nickelodeon in the late 90s there was an episode called The Dream Girl or it's the the Tale of the Dream Girl I'm trying to remember the name of the episode but essentially It has the exact same twist Hmm. at the end of the episode, and Shyamalan, the tale of the dream girl, Mm -hmm. um, Shyamalan has even said he's a big fan of that show before, and I'm just sitting there going,
1: "And yet, And yet, that's not such a reach. I'm going to write a story about someone who sees dead people, but I'm going to make one of those people not realize he's dead. That's... I mean... But I, I didn't I, write it, but it's not unreasonable more than one person could think of that.
0: Right. Right. Well, I, I mean, Marv, even Marvel and DC, like in some of their comic books, have created characters intentionally or unintentionally that are very similar to each other. I'm not just laying that and say, like, everything he's done, he's ever mm-hmm. ripped off. But I'm just like, the...
1: Please watch I, The Happening. Please. I'm going to tell you why. But it watch, is laugh out loud funny. But watch
0: but. Happening for the same reason we tell you to watch Face Off
1: yes it's
0: it's face off is not a good movie no. it's so bad it goes back over and it becomes some like it transcends
1: it transcends itself so does the happening in the happening it's like you see a bunch of, of plants move in the breeze and it's like oh, it's whatever it is mark
0: Wahlberg has yes. even trashed Zooey this de movie isn't it oh my god like
1: it is so funny it is so fun here here's part of what's in the happening because there's a breeze uh people start killing themselves in the most hilarious manner uh like throwing themselves in front of their own lawnmowers which sounds awful and yet somehow is funny in this movie
0: i i really do think the thing that uh, okay when okay six cents and what was the, I, I think I think Unbreakable was his almost immediate follow-up yes. to it. Um, I think the problem was they were like, he does so much with so little. Like he's Hitchcockian in his, the way he likes to not show you. People are using words like Hitchcock and Spielbergian like ah, on this guy. Got you. And I like, I, I think I, I was just sitting there going, yeah, okay. And then like I get to the village and I'm just like, Spielbergian, uh, Hitchcock, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, Spielberg, yeah, yeah, I gotta defend this guy, I love Spielberg, and I love, I love Hitchcock, we've gotta, yeah, we've gotta do this, then I get to Lady in the Water, and I'm just like, this ain't no, Mm. this ain't Jaws, this ain't Jurassic Park, this is garbage, this is hot garbage.
1: You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry, Jane Allen, talking with Adam Cravens about movies you should watch or revisit, and this time it's The Sixth Sense. So, in The Sixth Sense... The beautiful part is, if you've never seen it, I'll ruin it for you. Um nobody knew what the ending was going to be. We just knew Tony Collette and did we know Tony Collette that well? Is Tony so. Collette and Bruce Willis I mean was honestly the name. You know,
0: most Bruce Willis and Haley Joel Osment are 90% right. of this movie basically.
1: And when you rewatch the movie and you realize that Bruce Willis's character has been dead from the beginning. There is something lovely that Shyamalan does, which I like to point out to my kids as I teach them film, and it's the use of the color red. Watch any film where there's a crowd scene.
0: He's basically, yeah, he's he's he's, he's tapping, advertising it. Yeah, he's SOSing, like mm-hmm. just sitting there using Morse sco- same way that when um in Schindler's List, when Spielberg, like the the entire film is done in black and white except for one uh, particular girl's uh, coat i believe it mm-hmm. is in the movie like it, 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 it's just making me mad to bring up spielberg yeah, i can't don't. i can't do it i can't explain so, it any- yes in red six the color sense, red
1: for instance um i guess he can't get in the door anymore that's it's the door with the red handle there's red this there's red there's that there's a red balloon yeah that, it's yeah. very very subtle though and what annoyed me is that i didn't notice the red stuff when I first watched it, I should have at least collected the thoughts of why is that red is there for a reason. And I, I missed that and was annoyed with myself. But I was delighted that a movie fooled me because I didn't know what was going to happen. And I,
0: I, I think part of what made us all not think is hard. Hey, we didn't know what kind of director or writer he was yet. Um, it was every film he did didn't have to have a twist. And Bruce Willis, this is 90s Bruce Willis, which mm-hmm. means, like, striking distance, um, die hard, like... They're not, I'm not, I'm not insulting his filmography, but I'm saying like Striking Distance is not a thinking man's movie. Mm-hmm. It. It's, yeah, this
1: isn't the kind of film he was known for doing.
0: Right. And like, this is at a time when he, Schwarzenegger, and Stallone are really kind of having a difficult time mm-hmm. transitioning because people aren't watching their $100 million blockbusters like they were before. And... Stallone and Schwarzenegger especially, like, are not having financial successes around this point. This is a quiet performance. Bruce Willis, like, kind of tapped into something that he had and did before um, Die Hard kind of made him the the third wheel of, like, you know, the the action trio, if you will.
1: Now, for whatever reason, what seemed to stay with me the most from The Sixth Sense is Haley Joel Osment's character is alive— and he can see dead people and he helps people because he says you know they're everywhere and there's a girl and she's upset doesn't realize she's dead and what happened was the girl thought that her stepmother was poisoning her and making her sick and so the girl before she died and got this bright idea to have Haley Joel Osment help her this girl filmed her mother doing this, her her stepmother. And just the fact that just seeing the stepmother come in and saying, I know you don't feel well, and giving her this soup, which she knew full well had poison in it and would kill her. And getting that tape to be seen by everyone at the funeral was just magnificent.
0: There, As much as I do like to trash his filmography, this film, while I... Like, like I've said, I don't think it necessarily holds up in the way that I thought it did on its first viewing. It's basically like an exceptional episode of The Twilight Zone Mm -hmm. or Outer Limits, which are like, I literally, I literally own every episode of The Twilight Zone, uh, except for the the newest, uh, the CBS uh, All Access. I don't, Mm -hmm. I, I don't have those, but like the, the one from the 90s, the original, like black, black and white, the UPN like like I'm, I'm a big fan of the Twilight Zone. Like, I love a lot of those concepts. And I it, I mean, as much as I'm one of those people that shows up every time they do a new Star Trek movie or a new Marvel movie, mm-hmm. I really do like open and close stories mm-hmm. and, and ones that will kind of turn an issue on its ear or make you think about something uh, in a way that possibly you hadn't before. Like, I really enjoy that. And this film does represent the better episodes of those those two shows and they're shows that like um really captured my imagination like as a, a kid pig
1: doctor one
0: yeah that's what i'm saying like they're they're so, or seeing the um when i believe it was they they adapted iRobot, not the will smith one uh they i think it was on outer limits and i want to say uh adam nimoy directed the episode it was it was in the 90s, I think, but it was just this fascinating stuff that like it doesn't necessarily require you having like one hundred and fifty million dollar like VFX budget. Like they're just kind of interesting, cool concepts that can withhold and withstand like, you know, an hour's worth of discussion or like you can just you can build it or a bunch of people talking around a concept because. Bruce Willis, as as much as like he was known for things like Armageddon or Die Hard um, or the questionable Hudson Hawk, um, th- this is a guy that y- was used to having like an explosions budget of $40 million behind him. And The Sixth Sense is a quieter, um, I don't know if it's necessarily a thinking man's movie, but it's making you use a different set of muscles than you are used to when you are watching a Bruce Willis movie. And mm-hmm. I think it's one of the reasons why Bruce Willis had a career that ultimately outlasted Stallone and Schwarzenegger in that period. Um, because the two of them or the three of them did, did one thing really well. And that was action. But Schwarzenegger, I, I really can't think of a dramatic piece I ever saw that he ever did. And like, uh, I think Schwarzenegger was one note. As much as I love Terminator Two or Terminator or, or True Lies or any of that, there's not a lot of things that are worth talking about that Schwarzenegger did outside of it. Stallone, I, I think, was a talented writer, like Rocky, uh, especially the the first one and the first Rambo before they were turned into kind of the action cliches that they became. Stallone can write and he can act properly given the correct mm-hmm. subject matter. But I think Bruce Willis is actually just a talented funny man that can make quips and looked cool holding a machine gun.
1: All those like, things. By the way, this, I just never bothered to learn it before. When the, the Sixth Sense came out, he was 22.
0: Which which one? M. Night Shyamalan. Okay, I was like, Bruce Willis was no, not 22. No, M. Night okay. Imagine, right.
1: imagine your first major film. You're 22.
0: I remember what I was doing when I was 22.
1: I do, too. I was not directing a movie that made was, a gajillion dollars. I was
0: I was renting out copies of The Sixth Sense. <laughs>
1: uh, anyway, what M. Night Shyamalan is doing now? First of all, I saw him on some talk show within the past year. He is very well aware of what people think of him and really has a sense of humor about it because, I mean— People have trashed him all over the Internet and on shows like this. So he's very charming and aware of what he did to people with Airbender and so on and so forth, which I appreciate.
0: In the same way that like if you'll watch uh, or rather listen to the commentary, I believe it's on Batman and Robin, like Joel Schumacher openly mocked that movie. Like basically like Tim Burton wanted to make like, you know, this goth skyscraper like piece like he he wanted to make epic goth uh warner brothers didn't want to do that because that doesn't sell toys they basically came to joel schumacher and they're like this thing has to be family friendly and we have to be able to sell toys that look like this stuff like i think schumacher knew what it was but he's like okay that's what y'all want like this is the job you're hiring me to do um okay like i i just did uh you know a time to kill and the client with Matthew McConaughey and Tommy Lee Jones, respectively. But sure, I'll make you a two hour toy commercial if uh, if that's what you want me to do. And I think in the same way, I think he recognizes, listen, I got really wealthy off this and I probably made some movies that I shouldn't have. um, But I still get to make movies and like this is the career that I want. If y'all don't like them, I get it. But here, here, here it is. okay.
1: he has a new film allegedly coming out in the spring of 2021 and he has posted on his twitter that during quarantine he drew 462 shots and three passes of the film so whatever it is he's drawing out everything which perhaps you didn't think of for a director when a director is directing they're directing everything that you see and they have to take into consideration where the sun is on this side and where it's going to be when you film an actor from the other side and th- all the minutia of what you see.
0: I really want it to be the same way that Split ended up being a sequel to Unbreakable that none of us had any idea that it was until like the last moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I want this to be a sequel to The Happening that he doesn't <laughs> reveal to us until the credits.
1: The happening (laughs) truly. The happening is so. So that he can he can
0: finally make the third film in that trilogy. The what's happening?
1: Now Spielbergian, you never actually see the monster. It's air, or it's trees. It's trees or air or pollen or something. It's the
0: environment or yeah. something or flowers. You don't
1: actually see it, but you know.
0: But that's because most people walked out before the end of the movie. <laughs> that's why they, that wasn't Spielbergian, okay? <laughs> Nobody walked out on a... Like, people weren't watching Raiders just going, What is this garbage? Get that stupid whip guy out of here. Boulders! Boulders are dumb.
1: Ah, the happening really is amusing. <laughs> I wonder if it's as funny if I were to rewatch it. Because I just was...
0: <laughs> it's... I just, anyway. I couldn't, I couldn't. That
1: anyway, point. The Sixth Sense is worth your time, even though you already know that he could see dead people. Plus, I know, even if you haven't seen the movie, you know the phrase, I see dead people. Don't you want to know what it's from? I mean. Don't you?
0: I, I, I do, I know. Um, And I'd say, like, this thing probably has a good life on cable. Like, it's probably been shown on TNT mm-hmm. at least Four thousand, like one hundred and twenty-seven times. I
1: showed it to my kids a year or so ago because they started to get into suspense thriller types, and they loved it. But what annoyed me, at the time they're like 12 and 13, 10 minutes into the movie, I bet you that guy's dead. <sighs> what? They knew nothing about it. They'd never heard of it. 10 minutes in, they figured out the story. I'm still kind of annoyed.
0: There, well, I mean, you did kind of train them to do. It's kind of like it's like hearing Sherlock Holmes, like if South he had a face. son, huh? who was really good at like piecing together details and figuring out what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess what? That's, that's that's. Look at who his dad is. Listen, uh, you did that. Uh, you did that mm. to yourself. I don't. I don't. I don't like a fixing blame <laughs> and pointing fingers. <laughs> But here we are, pointing fingers, <sighs> affixing blame.
1: Yeah, I'm so annoyed. And then it's like, well I'm going to find a movie she doesn't know the end to. Amazing. Made her watch The Crying Game. Here's, no, I didn't. <laughs> here's Fight Club. Oh,
0: dear, that's so mature. I shouldn't have done that.
1: <laughs> now they argue maturity. Well, it's only violence mature. We don't care. We know it's fake.
0: Yeah, I, I've had that before too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just like, oh, it doesn't bother me. I'm like, that's not why you weren't watching it before. It bothers me and your mother. That's that's why you don't get to watch it. We're not catering to the. Oh, it doesn't offend me. Okay. <laughs> oh, it does. Well, good, good. Here, can I get you a bowl of ice cream? Like,
1: the, the only the only thing that offends the older one in particular is um, if there are adult situations. She wants none of that. She doesn't want to see that. Certainly doesn't want to see it with her parents. Uh she doesn't want any of that. But she'll accept language and violence with no problem. I think it's But they'll go they'll say, and what is it rated R for? Okay, we don't want to see that.
0: <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I, I'll have none of this. Here, send it. Send it back. This is not this is not the way I ordered this steak.
1: What? Nine and a half weeks? How dare you? <laughs> okay. We didn't show them no. that. <laughs> And I really Nine can't. and a half
0: weeks to learn the banjo. Yes, <laughs> really they, they did show them that. I
1: can't recommend it. I remember watching it because I kept hearing about it going, "Hmm." Eh. And there it was. Yeah. I pff, Mickey Rourke is gross. Okay, that is all. But I'm sure he's a lovely human being. Thank you so much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm
0: Adam Craig. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.